What would you do if you suddenly saw half of your child's face as an old man's face? Would you freak out? Or would you call the Philippines' foremost paranormal detective, Trece? Our guest for this episode doesn't need much introduction. He's one of the co-creators of Trece and is currently the senior brand creative in the Lego group, Mr. Budget Tan. In the call, we have our guest from episode 20, Liz, listening in. We start the conversation as we explain Liz's current situation. And then later in the conversation, Budge tells us about the baby with half an old man's face. Enjoy. So, we got into a call with He helped, helped cleanse the house, pero still sees them from time to time. And her, and her children see... I her daughter more prominently, tamaba. So you can you can see you can see uh, spirits. I think so. Yes, I've never actually seen an elemental before. Okay, and what does your daughter say? I mean, what what makes uh, why why did you say your daughter also sees or has a third eye? Because she there was this one time she was saying that she saw a boy in our dining room and then he was uh, she, he was he was just sitting there looking at the clock kasi daw parang the boys running late something like that and then she would have nightmares and then we would go to the bathroom and lock ourselves in the bathroom kasi she 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 would scream he's coming for me like that that's the time that i sent okay. a message so mm-hmm. medyo it was getting worse so yeah. Okay. And recently, her while they were doing a Zoom call, her daughter said, "Oh, there's some anime." <laughs> <laughs> she was saying that I was I was hosting a Zoom call with her school. That's in the middle of the game. My daughter was like, "Mom, mom, look at that guy. He's floating. He's going through the wall." And I'm like, "Shut up! We're in a Zoom call. Don't do that." <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible. Yeah. Uh, a good friend of mine also has uh, a third eye, can can see spirits and elementals, and his kids also. He has two kids, mm. and he would yeah he would have these stories about how the kids would just go, Dad, look over there, it's kid. Shh, shh, don't. <laughs> <laughs> don't tell people what you're seeing. But yeah, that's amazing. I mean, it's a uh, uh, you know if you could. As long as it's not uh, bothering uh, you, then, then yeah, that's uh, it's great to have uh, and helpful. How did your friend deal with a uh, with a kid seeing? Did he guide them? Did he? Yeah, I think so. He was more supportive. Um, at least he now. I mean, I think he had to deal with it alone. I mean, he you know, people didn't understand what was happening with him. He grew up with it. And eventually, like uh, accepted it. Uh, so when it started to happen to his kids, he would like go, yeah, I mean, you know, he, he would see it too. He was one of those, uh, did he text me? Did he beeper pa yata? Or email? I don't know. He didn't contact me directly. Before my father died, he emailed a friend of ours and just said, kamusta na si Budget? Tapos sabi lang niya, eh, Star Wars fan din siya. Sabi niya, I sense a disturbance in the force. Sabi lang niya, you know. And then, yung nga, parang later he found out that was like the week when my dad died. So yeah, stuff like that. So he has that skill also, that sensitivity to see 
ahead of yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, he can. Yeah, he can see stuff. Uh, he yeah, see stuff in the past and see stuff ahead. Ah, okay. And yeah, tama, tama, tama. So he does have that precognitive ability. So yeah, some some people he we used to guest on a radio show, so people would call up either to ask about stuff in their past mm. or stuff that will happen to them in the future. So and then yeah, parang he he just needs very. Uh, more often than not, he needs some kind of connection with you, which is normally just your name and your birthday, and somehow that's enough for him, enough for to trigger him to like sense, sense. or mm-hmm. or connect with you. He said one of the, the one of the funniest moments that happened to him was he was with an office mate, and suddenly he started to smell cooking. They were at an office, and he started to smell food, and somebody was cooking. And then he was just telling his friends, like, "Oh, I can smell this dish." And then his friend said, "Oh, that's what my mom used to cook for me." And his mom had passed away. The smell, the sensory yes. of smell, triggered the connection. And then he just started to hear this voice, and he was like saying stuff to his office mate about, "Oh, did this ever happen to you?" And he said, "Yes, but only my mom knows that that happened." And soon enough, a converse, it was like um, he became the conduit to, to the mom saying stuff to the point when his office mate was like saying, Mom, tigilan mo na ako. Oo, <laughs> oo, like, oh, oh, pa rin ako. Pero tigilan mo na ako. <laughs> so he, he knew it was his mom. So actually, we have, we have a few questions lang, Badja, if you don't mind. Just let us know if you have to go na. Pero one of our questions, siempre, being a fan of Trese, uh, of course, I've heard you mention it before to other interviews, but you said na it kind of started with that radio show with your friend, or did it start earlier? Um, I guess the, the, how did Trese start? Trese was, uh, yes, it was inspired by a radio show me and my friends used to produce. Um, but I guess even before that, I mean, the big inspiration for Trece was just really growing up and hearing these stories, hearing the same stories we've just been, you know, yeah. talking about. Uh, I had my fair share of ghost stories from from my parents, from my titos and titas. You takutan no, you know, when you were in school, every school had the headless priest and the <laughs> nun with the beady eyes. Uh-oh. Well, it's like it's a regular cast in yes. school, right? But yeah, so so back in the 90s, me and my friends got hired by a radio station and they just said, all right, you have been assigned the 9 to 10 p.m. Uh, time slot. Uh, and we want you to develop a show about the supernatural. So everyone else got sports, entertainment, and you know music and all mm-hmm. these other shows. And they said, make a show about the supernatural. And it was like an hour. Okay. And we were like thinking, we, we can't just sit around and talk for an hour. Yes. <laughs> what's, what's happening now in podcasts, right? Yes. So. We can't sit around. Who's going to listen to people talking for an hour? Um, so my friend, Mark Gatella, uh, was the one who said, let's divide the hour into four sections. And one will talk about witchcraft. One will talk about uh, legendary beasts and creatures from other cultures. Uh, what was the third one? Um, I forget that one. But the first part of the show was urban ghost stories or mm. urban horror stories. 
Um, and, you know, uh, me and my friends had a big love for Twilight Zone, Stephen King, yeah. and Tales from the Crypt. And we thought, can we take those stories and set it in Manila? Right? Set it in, you know, our day-to-day life, but put in that element of horror, put in that element, element of, of magic uh, in our stories. And Mark was the one who thought of the name Anton Trese. Okay. Um, and we patterned him after Rod Serling from Twilight Zone, from The Crypt Keeper, from mm-hmm. Tales of the Crypt. And he, he was just the guy that introduced the story and told the story. And then in the end, just like in Twilight Zone, he would like, you know, give you, you know, what was the lesson of the day? Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> Never ever anger a ghost. You know? uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Do not piss off a duende. You know, he, uh-huh. of course he would say it, you know. But that was the structure. So every the beginning of each show, it would be like, good evening, I am Anton Trese. Tonight, we go to Quezon mm-hmm. City. And, you know, so he would just really be the, the, the narrator. Yeah. Um, me and Mark took turns writing the stories. Uh, and I was the voice of Anton Trese. Oh, okay. Uh, he was the producer, so he was on the soundboard, the mixing board, and then I would do the voice. Um, and 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 we wrote like I don't know thirty episodes of wow. that, just creating you know um, storylines uh, happening where we live, and then we moved on. We got other jobs. Cut to almost ten years later. I wanted to write a script. I wanted to like I had done a bunch of comic books. You know, we got it published. It didn't work. They didn't sell, and. I just wanted to write a new story. And I said, I want to write about, I wanted to go back to that love of the supernatural, of telling supernatural stories. And then I remembered Anton Trese. It was such a name that, that you know, uh, I, I love so much. It just felt like, it, you know, in the same way John Constantine yes. or Fox Mulder, you know, you, if you know, you know, there's, there's something about this guy. Yes. <laughs> there's something about the name. Uh-uh. And Anton Trese was just one of those names that rang, you know, that, that um, spoke of mystery. You know, there was something, it was a man of mystery. Yes. So I tried to write a script about Anton Trese, but I could never finish it. I could never figure out the right way to finish that storyline. Um, until 2005, uh, Kajo sends me a text message. And by this time, me and Kajo uh, had already done some other projects on the side. Uh, We've never had anything published, me and Kajo. And we would collaborate on advertising projects. We made one comic book project that didn't get published. So, but yeah, out of the blue, si Kajo Kajo sends a message of like, Budge, gawa tayo ng comics. Hmm. Sabi niya, gawa tayo ng monthly comics. Wow. And... And we were working in advertising. And yeah. advertising is an OT yes. culture. <laughs> yes. You, you, you're, you, you OT on the weekends. You stay there till 10, 12 midnight. Dahil kasi mag-present ka ng 8 a.m. sa kliyente. So parang sabi ko lang sa kanya, how can we possibly do, how can we possibly do a comic book? You know, much less a monthly comic book. Sabi ko, that's impossible. That's what I told him. And then he told me his plan. He said, Sabi nga, if you can give me a 20-page script, I will draw one page a day. Wow. But yeah, I will devote my one-hour lunch break to draw that page. So by the end of 20 days, you have 20 pages. And 
the next 10 days is putting in the words and cleaning it up. And by the end of 30 days, you have one issue. Mm-hmm. And let's just keep on doing that. That's what was, that was his plan. So I said, I still think it's impossible, but let's give it a try. So I dug up that Anton Trese script. Okay. So I sent him a page of, you know, Anton Trese fighting Anaswang with a buntot pagi. Mm-hmm. And then true enough, in one hour, Kajo emails me the page. <laughs> so it's like, wow. Go. And, you know, it looked, it looked cool. And yeah. it's in the, if, if you flip open book one, it's there in, in the back pages of book one. I was like, oh, Sting. I was this looks great. But as I was looking at that, that page, it just felt like, I it looks great, but it feels like we've seen so many tough guys fighting as one, yeah. right? We've got John Constantine, you've got Hellboy. And, and I guess it was, there was just that weird feeling of like, what will make this different? And that's when it clicked. And I texted Kajo, what if Trese was a woman? Mm-hmm. And then Kajo just said, oh, that will make her more badass. And within the day, he sends me a sketch, <laughs> which is the same sketch in the back of book one. Yeah. Of that, you know, there's that headshot of Trese just looking, you know, really tough, you yeah. know, looking yeah. like she's about to pick your ass yeah. is, is what she looks like. And there was no, you know, there was no revision. I just saw that sketch and I said, yep, that's our character. That's Trese. And because Kajo gave me that 20 page deadline, so Sabiko, then I it forced me to figure out I need to tell it in this amount of pages. Yes. And it kind of helped. I mean, it, it feels like sometimes I look at that story, it makes me feel like we rushed certain parts of it. But somehow it worked out. Yes. And and it and it and after I finished that, and then every day Kajo would send me a page. And when he sent me the last page, he said, where's the next script? <laughs> and that's how we did the first eight stories. It was just a continuous cycle of like, here's the script, here's the page, Mm-mm. here's a new page, I'll rewrite the dialogue and stuff like that. And that's how we got the first eight stories done. And by that time, we had found Visprint. We had pitched it to Visprint and they published the first Rese book. Did any of your stories from that, because you wrote 30 episodes diba, for that for that radio show, did any of the stories migrate to yours, to Trese? Or secret pa? No, no. The one that comes to mind, I think I'm trying to remember, some of them were your usual ghost stories, uh, which didn't have any you know definite endings, or the usual ending na, and then he saw the ghost, and then he went insane. <laughs> <laughs> Ending well, or you know, we were obviously also ripping off like HP Lovecraft stories. The ending was like, and then he went, he was assigned yes. to the asylum Uh-oh. and was never <laughs> heard of again. You are classic cuento, The closest one that I think that I clearly remember was part of that bunch of scripts was what eventually ended up in book six. Okay, Matagadagat. Mm, okay, um, and the sh- in and in the radio show. It was it, the idea was that you know we kept experiencing flooded streets. Yes. Right. Oh, especially in certain parts of Manila, and it just made me think: what if there was a, a creature that used the flooded streets and used it as its hunting ground? 
So yeah, so I thought of the shokoi, but I yes. didn't want to call it shokoi because it's just so funny to say shokoi. <laughs> but uh, it's lost. It's you know, it, it's not fearsome anymore. But essentially, that was it. It was essentially a, a, a shokoi uh, hunting people in the flooded streets of Manila. So mm-hmm. it was a very, it was a short story. It's like a 10 minute, 15 minute story of someone that was just rushing home and trying to get home until. Yeah. Uh, she gets attacked by this creature in the floods, right? So I expanded that storyline to reveal that, oh, there's a big tribe of, and I called them the Tagadagat, mm-hmm. and that's how they're invading the city. Whenever the streets flood, they come in from the ocean and they use the flooded waters of Manila as their hunting ground. Yes. I think that would be the closest one. I remember we even wrote a story about werewolves living in Project 2. Kasi taga dun si Mark. So parati kaming umuwi kami, dumadaan kami sa mga kali-kali ng Project 2. But there, so parang, uh, I can't remember the other stories, yeah. but most definitely that story about the the mer-creature is something I pulled from from the old scripts. That came out before The Wake, no? The Wake ni uh, Rick Remender? Tama ba? Yes. Yes. I think so. They could have you know, grabbed it from you. <laughs> <laughs> design-wise? Because <laughs> design-wise, you itchura. Well, when I look at it sometimes. Well, yeah. He he pushed it. I mean, uh, what's his name? Sean Gordon uh, Murphy. Uh, Murphy. Right. Really just cracked it up to 11 and just came up with the most awesome Yearman yes. uh, uh, creatures for the week. But yes, thank you for reminding me. I now need to find my copy of it. <laughs> I have a few questions lang. Given na, uh, wait, naka, bookmark siya sa akin. Wait lang. Very similar lang kasi. Parang, so do you consult with your friend who can see for certain uh, story details? Kasi parang similar to this part where you have her talking to a, is that a Laman Lupa or? Yes, Anuno. Anuno. Kasi parang part of the stories of some gifted ones, uh, the sensitive ones, na parang meron sila talagang, parang may bantay sila. They have friends who are, may mga friend na duende, may mga friend na, and they sometimes kagaya nun, uh, when we were talking to, yeah, the exorcist actually had bantais, and he was he would tell us during the interview, he said actually I sent some of them ahead of ahead of parang I sent some of them in your house to check if the ghosts you saw were evil or are they harmful, and he said oh no they're they're harmless. They're just lost souls. Did you hear that from your friend? or? I've, I don't think I've... I mean, I've had a lot of conversations with, with a friend of mine. Uh, with uh, His name is Jobert, by the way. And okay. I pay tribute to him by calling the ghost in the internet cafe Jobert. Okay. So if you read book three, that's Jobert right uh-huh. there. Um, I can't remember a time when I did call him up to ask him about, you know, what do you think about this? But most definitely, I think, because there are, there's not a lot of ghost encounters in Trece. I think mm-hmm. there are a yeah. couple, aside from the white lady, yes. you've got the ghost in the dormitory uh, storyline, I think, in book four. Mm. I've picked up a lot of, maybe there are shades of it in the storylines, but nothing directly lifted from um, his actual encounters. Okay. Uh, uh, we, um, I mean, there are bits of Trece. Trece's uh, use of magic yes. is, is loosely based on some stuff that happened to us at home. 
Okay. So we used to live uh, in a house in Quezon City, and uh, we st- stuff started to happen at the house where when we, we needed to bring in among uh, tatawas. I wasn't there, but my mom told me what happened. So she was explaining to me what what the guy did, which was get a basin of water, get mm-hmm. a white candle, and then let the wax fall into the water and somehow the shape that the yes. wax take told him, oh, may, may mga duwende kayo sa garden niya. Mm-hmm. And things continued. More strange stuff started to happen that made us call the spirit questers okay. uh, to the house. Um, so what happened was, and thankfully, I was not at home when all of this <laughs> happened. I was out of the country. So what my mom tells me what happened was, um, it was usually Sunday, We the family eats at the lanai, which faces the garden. Mm-hmm. And in our garden, we've got a bunch of coconut trees where for some reason, bats have decided to make a nest out of yeah. So we are used to seeing a bat fly down once in a while. Okay. Kasi may spotlight sa garden. So, mm. syempre, all of the mga gamu-gamu yes, or uh-huh. insects would hang out in front of the light. And then you just see this back go, <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> you know, eating, eating the insects. Yes. So, it was my mom and my dad that was uh, eating then. My brother had gone up to his room. Uh, dinner was done and they would just see, you know, this, this blur. Of, and they knew it was like a bat was... Uh, passing by in front of the garden. But then this one thing flew down. And as it flew down, whoop, it stops right in front of the spotlight. And it begins to hover. So, and then my mom and my dad just looked at it. And then parang they were like squinting and they were trying to figure out what is that? Because it was hovering in front of yeah. the spotlight. And it had wings. And then they realized it was a human head with wings on the side. And it was like hovering in front of the spotlight. But it was a head, but it didn't, you didn't, it didn't have eyes or a mouth. It was just Uh-oh. like all flesh. Uh-oh. This is how my mom was describing it. Uh, we had a big black Labrador that just barked at anything that moved back then. And he stood up and ran to the garden and he was like barking, barking, barking. And before he could get to the garden, before he could get to the spotlight, he stops. And suddenly he crouches down and he starts to whimper. So my dad then goes, stay right here. Mm-hmm. And my dad goes up to his room, to the room. And my mom is thinking, oh, maybe he's getting the gun. Yeah. You know, he's getting the gun <laughs> to protect us. And my mom, ever so brave, stood up and walked towards the floating object. Oh my. <laughs> and as and again, before she could even reach the garden, the thing on the spot that was hovering in front of the spotlight suddenly disappears. I said this disappeared. Like it, she, she said it just okay. yeah, it just, it just popped out. Oh. And then so she turns around and she's like, Oh, where, where's my where's my husband? Where's <laughs> So he go, she goes to their room, and my dad is there, like drinking, you know. <laughs> and my mom goes, "What happened to you? You didn't come back." And he said, "Alam mo aswang yun, aswang yun." Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> and just drinking, drinking. Uh-oh. So the same thing happened to a similar story was told by one of our maids, 
who said she woke up at three in the morning, she went outside because their bathroom is right outside of their, their room, and she saw a head rolling on the wall that separated us from the neighbor. It was just rolling on that wall. And hence, we, you know, because of those two incidents, uh, we called for the spirit testers. By that time, I was there. I was already home. Okay. So I said, okay, let's let's join the spirit quest. Uh -oh. I mean, I've heard so much about them. Yes. And actually, my teacher in Ateneo back then was Tony Perez. Ah, okay. The man who started uh, yeah. uh, the spirit quest. But I wasn't part of it. So we held the spirit quest. They walked around our house. And we have a den. So a den being a den, it like, it's, it's the lowest part of the house. And it's also the part of the house where nobody stays. So okay. it only gets filled up if there are guests, you know, if we have a birthday party. And yes, I've heard, I don't know if you've heard the same thing. Like they, people would say, if you have a part of the house yes. that no one uses, then it becomes a place for, oh, mm -mm. Uh, for other entities to stay in. To make matters worse, my mom, when we moved into that house, my mom decided, I'm going to put this entire, this one side of the wall, it's going to be a giant mirror. <laughs> because in my mom's head, that was going to be her exercise room. Okay. And she never used it for exercise. <laughs> but anyway, there was a giant, maybe she used it once or twice. Uh -oh. <laughs> <But> anyway. <laughs> I'm sure <laughs> And of course, mirrors are portals. portals. Now. Yeah, portals now. You've got a giant mirror in the lowest part of the house where nobody stays. Perfect party place for all these entities, right? Yes. So we held the spirit quest and they said, uh, okay, everyone must hold hands. Whatever happens, do not let go of the person you're holding hands with, whatever happens. So they were like, oh, he's like, oh my God, what did I get myself into? <laughs> did my mom join? Yes, my mom joined the spirit quest. So they held the spirit quest and then there was one medium. So it was through her that the entities spoke. Spoke on. Uh, but, you know, not like in the movies. Her voice didn't change okay. or anything. She just spoke normally. Okay. <laughs> I would have freaked out. I would have like ran out of that room like, Nandito na ako! I would have like peed in my pants if that ever happened. So what we found out was that in the garden in the back, there was a tribe of duende. They were brown duende. And they were the good ones. Okay. You know, they 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 had the strangest request of like, oh, we like we like fish. Can you bring fish to our tree at three o'clock so we can have a meal? Can you open the door of the garden so we can come into your house at five p.m. because we want to pray to the Virgin Mary because okay. we had a statue of the uh -oh. Virgin Mary in the house. One duende introduced himself as Tom Jones, obviously not his real name. Yeah. <laughs> he said he was Tom Jones and he liked hanging outside the room in the middle because it played loud music. It played rock and roll, was okay. what he said. And that was my that was my brother's room. Okay. And every time he would come home from school, he would play really loud music. And the spirit questers didn't know that detail. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it was their first time in the house, you know. So it was interesting that they were giving these details to us. And then they said, 
in the garden in front. So we had a little patch of grass at the front of the house. There is a group of black duende. And they said, the black duende are trying to get in the house. They want to control the house, they said. And, and the brown duende said, if, if you do these things, you know, give us the fish, open the door, let us come in to pray to, your, to the Virgin Mary, we will take care of your house, is what they said. And, and hence, in my head, it was like, oh, there's a gang war. <laughs> They're like duendes riding around, and, 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 and you know that feed, that fed into like you know some of the Tresa stories. Yes, I haven't so. done the duende gang war, yes, but you know so. it's like exclusive, exclusive dinner. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. It's gonna be a duende gang war. Sayo kusina akin ng sala. You know, I know it could it could be something like that. Okay, so that was the that was a duende, and then the other interesting thing was that. The medium then said, oh, there's somebody else in the room. Uh, and they said, there was a diwata. And, the, and they said, um, the diwata likes to stay on a certain section of the house. And that was where my mom had her home office. Okay. Yeah. And, and they said uh, um, that the diwata hovers around my mom, in effect, like protecting my mom. And my mom did say there was a certain night when she like woke up and she just saw like it was like somebody had thrown glitter all over the, mm-hmm. the room and it was dark. So it was like, yeah. like there were like sparkles and that she could see this woman in white. And so she didn't know if she was dreaming or, or not. Um, and the other interesting uh, note there is the Diwata approached one of the spirit questers who was Tisoi. Okay. Uh, and and guapo Uh-oh. and after the spirit quest they said oh see I know see I forgot the guy's name in their spirit quest <laughs> he would always approach him yes so sabi niya lapitin daw siya sa mga diwata at mga ibo pa so it's like a curse if you like look yeah. too good Uh-oh. Um, <laughs> what was the floating head so okay so very, so thank you very much for reminding me. It was one of the duendes. Playful lang ganun. Yeah. Or the black. No, it was the brown okay. ones. Okay. So they were just playing. So when we asked, you know, uh, do, do you know do you know who the floating head was? Yeah. <laughs> and they said, oh, and then one of them said, ah, ako yun. Naglalaro lang ako. Uh-oh. So it was, so I think, I think if I, yeah, they kind of talked to them. You know, please don't do that. <laughs> please stop scaring. <laughs> please stop scaring the people who live in this house. Oh, the other thing that they said was after the spirit quester talked to them, they like we had like a debrief, you know, they were asking us questions. And they were like saying, How how is your husband's business? And they said, if your husband's business is doing well, it means that the brown duende are winning. They are bringing luck to your house. If your husband's business is doing bad, it means that the black duende are controlling the house so again it was just one of those interesting thoughts of of how uh, you know how do these elementals actually affect your your life yes actually oh. and and hence the story in uh about the actress with a duende yes and even the thought of you know if a duende could actually influence a family's business and their life then i thought if a duende could do that 
what if you had the tikbala? So hence the idea that, oh, maybe the people in Makati who own that tall building along Ayala mm. have the tikbala. Mm. You know, so it was just making these connections as you know from from stories like yeah. that. So there. So so I mean that's how I get that's a that's an example of how a real life, you know, supernatural encounter and you know whether it's happened to me or I heard it from somebody else. It yeah. was, that's that would be a starting point or a germ of an idea that then becomes a story in the book. For you personally, did, do you have any uh, some uh, supernatural experience or a paranormal? Thank God, no, no. <laughs> when you mentioned the uh, duendes influencing uh, part of your life, part of the story of the exorcist, he said they got him a car, and he was like he couldn't see them, eh? so he had a friend who could see the elementals in this in his house. So he had a lot down. He didn't want to see because he was scared. So sabi do ng girl na friend niya, alam mo sabi nila papanalo ka nila ng kotse. So siya parang, oh, okay, sige. Pero he, he didn't, parang, okay, sige. He didn't believe in it. Parang, okay, sige. Thank you, ganon. And then eventually, he did. He won the car. Kasi he won a vehicle. Pero they may bilin sila. They told him na parang, part, sell it, part of it, uh, do this, and part of it, give it to this person. Parang they had, and part of it for, oh. for, for your business. Parang ganon. Yeah. Pero yun, uh, I mean, Similar to what you said, na nag influence talaga sila sa buhay mo. <laughs> yeah. That's interesting. That's interesting. Yeah, I mean, and and again, that was the the the, the urban legend of of uh, Nora Honor supposedly. Ah, okay. Um, and hence the success uh, that she had at her time, at the height of her career. But yes, that's that's super interesting. Actually, yun yung isang inanalyze. I mean, tinitiyurais ko is. In other parts, which will segue to my next question to you, in other parts of the world, there are similarities ng dwarves, di ba? And duende, di ba? Yeah. And uh, leprechaun, pot of gold, di ba? So talagang mayroon silang history of giving money, di ba? With regards to there in Denmark, sa folklore, do you see similarities or have you heard stories that sound the same? May tikbalang ba sila? May kapre ba sila? <laughs> <laughs> you know, let me just grab this. Because I get asked that question a lot, I finally okay. bought a book. Oh, okay. <laughs> but funnily enough, when I ask my office mates, my Danish office mates, they, they don't... It, it is interesting that there's not a lot of that kind of... Oh, it, it's, it doesn't feel like it's as part of their lives mm. as us. Right? Yeah. They might have heard of it. They might have been stories they told. it was told to them as children. But parang you rarely hear in the same way we still carry uh, this thought of you have to say tabi-tabi po yes. whenever you pass by certain places. Um, so so they do have their own version of of duende or the dwarves and they call it the nise. Uh, but that and that's more associated with Christmas mm. uh, or the or during during the holiday times. So yeah, there's a belief that these little people who live uh, under under the earth, or sometimes they live in between the walls of your house, yes. uh, also uh, bring you fortune and luck. Um, they have a version of uh, I would say it's the closest version of the of the of the batibat or the uh, the bangungot. So mm. it's just called the the mare. 
uh, or the mayor. So it's essentially their version of a nightmare, but this time it's a woman with long hair and she also sits on your chest while you sleep. And that's so why paralysis, so. you have sleep paralysis. The other interesting uh, uh, creature that they have is that this, this part of the country, there are times when suddenly you're, you have, you're, you're covered in fog. And they say that there's a lady with this giant pot and she's making soup. Yeah. And they okay. call her the bog lady. So it's okay. a, when she's making the soup, it all comes out of her pot, her cauldron. Yeah. And that's why, you know, suddenly there's like fog everywhere. So yeah. that's their explanation for it. Uh, again, you mentioned that you haven't had paranormal experiences. But over there, have you had any weird experiences? Again, again, thankfully, no. Um, I guess... The closest thing that ever happened to me happened at a young age. And that's why I am, after that, nothing else ever happened. Okay. Um, so something happened to me when I was a child. Uh, and this is a story that my mom always, I grew up hearing this story over and over again. Every time we would have visitors, <laughs> she would tell this story. So it's like, you know, it's, it's stuck in my head. So the story is, we lived in a haunted house. Okay. It's the same house you were t- telling us about. This is different. So yeah, we seem to have a history of okay. <laughs> buying houses that come with extra stuff. Okay. <laughs> um, this So that house was used. The one with the duende is at Quezon City. This haunted house was in Merville, in Paranacay. I was six months old. And we moved into this house. It was me, my dad, uh, my uncle, two of my uncles moved with us. And then, of course, uh, they, they get a, a yaya for me, my first yaya. So weird stuff starts to happen at the house. Uh, and all of the stuff happens to everyone, but nothing ever happens to my mom. Okay? So my mom, then, my mom doesn't believe any of their stories. She doesn't believe that they're hearing voices coming from empty rooms. Uh, lights would switch on and off by themselves. Uh, supposedly one time my uncle woke up and she, he saw yung chinelas niya walking away from him, you know, so so stuff like that. So my mom is like saying, ay nako, uh, kulang lang kayo sa paligyo. <laughs> For some reason. That's so, so it was summertime and she had just given a bath to me. And uh, she puts me on the bed, she turns around to get clothes and the moment she looks at me, she said half of my face had wrinkled up and that I looked like it was the face of an old man and that, you know, the eye had turned gray like, a, like an old man's eye. And at that moment, she realized that just came rushing back uh-huh. to her. Uh-huh. And she realized there is a spirit in this house. And, and you know, her gut reaction was that she, she slapped me she slapped my face and supposedly I didn't cry. And I just stared back at her. With the same face? With, that with the hat. same face, okay. yeah. yeah. And she dropped down to her knees and just started to pray. Uh, and she said she prayed for what felt like the longest time until my face turned back to normal. And then at that time, there was a semi-famous psychic uh, this was what the 70s. It was 1973. Mm-hmm. So there was some. There was a psychic that was like 
you know, doing the rounds in talk shows. Hi, Milikaw. No, 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 no. A lady. Okay, so the, and, and she's like a very, she's a small, thin lady. You know, okay. fit, but very thin. So they called her. They called her to come over and they conducted a seance. And that supposedly, so she was the medium at that for that particular yeah. seance. And the spirit went in her. And when the spirit went in her, supposedly two men could not hold her down. She was like, you know, fighting yeah. back. Mm-hmm. And, like, and she was angry. The spirit in her was angry. And turns out it was the spirit of the old man who used to own the house. And he got evicted from the house. Okay. Um, he got evicted and he thought he still lived in the house. And of course, he said, this is my house. Yes, what so. are you doing in my house? So they, so, so the other, you know, the assistants or the other, uh, I don't know if they were psychics themselves, yeah. but the psych, she, the lady had, you know, uh, her uh, assistants or her fellow, you know, psychic investigators yeah. who knew how to speak to spirits. And essentially they had to calm him down and explain to him that uh, you have passed away. Okay. And this house now belongs to someone else and you need to move on. To move on. Um, and, and the spirit left the lady and they said, they told my mom, we will know if the spirit has left the house if a, a, a glass object in your house suddenly gets broken. They said that was an indication that the spirit has left the house. Uh, because they were so stressed out by what happened and because it was summer they the family went to baguio for vacation Mm -hmm. so what they did was because earthquake and i don't know if there was like a big earthquake that happened beforehand but for some reason my mom was so scared there's going to be another earthquake and so she had instructed uh our our maids to like pack up all of the breakable stuff okay pack it up in newspapers put it in boxes and put it in storage so that it doesn't fall off or whatever. We come back from Baguio and she says, oh, I'm thirsty. Can somebody please get me um, uh, you know, cold water or juice? And she has a favorite juice glass, mm-hmm. a really tall you know, juice glass. Mm-hmm. So they go to the storage, they unpack the box, they unwrap the newspaper, and her juice glass was cut in half wow. neatly. Uh-oh. As in, it just Uh-oh. broke it And they never heard from the spirit again. So it was just one spirit naman for that house. There were actually two. So so the the that's the short version of the okay. story. <laughs> okay. The long version is the interesting thing was the daughter of the old man was also haunting the place. So so which suddenly made sense why some of the hauntings that happened to other people were more aggressive yes while the other hauntings to the others were 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 more careful or were, were more like um uh, yeah you know it wasn't as violent yes but it was just like yeah like a light would suddenly switch on for someone you know, yes. classic, you know or a voice suddenly you know speaking to them the the what do you call this they got to speak to both of them but it was the father who was more aggressive and it was you know becoming violent violent and, yes yeah i mean to, you know it was like messing up stuff in the house yes 
there was even one incident where so it was one of those houses with a swimming pool in the back mm-hmm. and at three in the morning uh my uncle wakes up and he said there were tidal waves on the wow. on the swimming pool Uh-oh. and they were like in like an earthquake back mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. so so they didn't i mean supposedly there was no earthquake Uh, but that again, that was one of the oh, one of the one of the scariest ones was uh, in in my uncle's room back then. The ilo nila sa ceiling was a light bulb, or just you know, no cover, no plastic cover, anything. The light bulb slowly started to unscrew itself okay. until the hulug cha. So it was like, I don't know, like look. He was like looking. I was like, is that really happening? <laughs> and it just completely like popped out and it just fell on the floor Grabe. so so yeah i mean you i grew up hearing these stories yeah. over and over again and and it just you know it, it just and thankfully again nothing has ever happened to me but it just made me feel like it you know there are things out there that we just can't explain but it's somehow part of our everyday life What's your theory as to elementals? I mean, you ha- in your stories, you have a lot of elementals. You know? <laughs> Balang, you have, you know, do you have a personal theory as to what they are or how they interact with us? That's a good question. I've, I'm trying to remember now, what was that book? So I read a lot of paranormal books mm-hmm. uh, back when I was in high school and college. And one of them was saying that it is possible that they are, you know, that it's just us trying to explain what they are. And that's mm. why we say, diba? Yes. And that's right. why we come up with these terminologies of, of diba? are they duende or tikbala or mm-hmm. kapre or gigante? Um, but I, I'm now struggling to remember. But, you know, he was like saying they are, maybe they are psychic phenomenons that we just haven't explained yet. Yes. Um, it is interesting. I mean, yeah. when uh, when we did the so one of the books I co-wrote is the Lost Journal of Alejandro yes. Park, mm-hmm. um, and we actually just got uh, we curated in effect the books of Maximo Ramos. We we got the books of Maximo Ramos, looked at the interesting ones. Uh, we of course we put in the top five favorites of mm. the Pinoys, Balang, Manananggal, Capre, Duende, Aklang. And then we thought, let's look at all of the other stuff. And it was interesting that depending on the province, Uh-oh. it felt like they were describing the same thing, mm. except a little detail would change. So aside from the Manananggal, we seem to have a whole lot of flying okay. aswang yes. out there. And some of them would either look like bats or look like birds, or uh, some of them would have bat wings but a beautiful human face, Mm-mm. or some of them would have big uh, wings like an eagle, but they would have like a long beak. Yes. But essentially, they were. It felt like they were describing the same thing. So, and the same with the capre, the same mm-hmm. with our different versions of giants. Yes. It's interesting that the descriptions just vary by a little bit. I mean, it feels like we're describing the same thing, except, I mean, it is based on somebody's, you know, oral account. Right? So, are we describing the same thing, except that guy was more scared than the other guy? Yes. So, he described it scary, as a scarier entity. Actually, yung we were interviewing at this uh, guy. He could see elementals. He could see ghosts. And 
we had another guest. He practiced witchcraft and he has a sort of sensitivity. Again, we found out that sensitivity iba-iba. Some could hear, some could just feel, some could see and could see and talk and see them as normal people. Spirits, ah. Pero again, different for elementals. And actually, one of the stories, kasi the, the tikbalang would run very fast, di ba? What we found out talking to Sam, he didn't know, the, kasi he's, I think he's Catholic, so he couldn't tell anyone in his family. He kept it to himself. He found out that his lola had a pet or bantay na tikbalang. And we pieced together from his story, sometimes, if he would see a ghost na medyo threatening, he would black out. The next thing, he would wake up na parang palaging may weird story friends niya. One particular story was, they were walking home. He was wearing heels because he was he uh, LGBT siya. And then he saw this dead person pass him mm. by. And then he blacked out. And then from the stories of his friends, when he woke up, sabi, we chased you through the streets, through the fields, and you ran super fast wearing heels. And you didn't trip once. Tapos yun nga, na-theorize na- namin ni JM na, wow. uh, I think your lola... Binilin sa yung tikbalang. Yeah. Again, these are the sh- theories na when you're in danger, it steps in to protect you. Yeah. Kasi ganun daw, as it tumakbo siya sobrang bilin. Again, nakita ko yung, nung nakita ko yun, parang nag-make sense na. Yeah. From 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 research lang ba yung when you heard about the stories na tikbalang mabilis tumakbo? Yeah, I mean, it's, um, it only makes sense because they are horses. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, um, and of course, before, I mean, as far as like, uh, uh, Tikbalangs, you know, uh, running down the highways are concerned. I think yes. one of the best uh, comic book stories that came out, the first one to come out with that was Arnold Ares mythology. Class. Mm, yes, oh yeah. Um, so there was that great chase scene yes. of the Tikbalang and the kids in the motorcycle. But yeah, that thought of, of it, it just made perfect sense that yes, they're the fastest. Yes. Uh-oh. You know that they would have the speed of a horse, if not more than. In the balance, though, talaga, he was he was really. Parang he couldn't imagine how he could have run that fast. Because they, they, they had a hard time catching up to him eh? that fast yeah. in heels. It reminds me of a story of yeah, a friend of mine who said that um, I think I don't know how they knew, but parang, but the yes. point was that somebody tried to break into their house and that person ran away because he saw some, uh, I guess, either a capre or a tikbala was on the tree. He suddenly saw this this giant, you know, hanging out at the tree, and that's why hindi natuloy yung yung robbery. Yes. Uh, but yes, I mean, it, it, I mean, so that is another interesting, consistent story of how some of them are there to protect you. Somehow, some of them have gone become fond of you. Yes. Uh-oh. That they decide to protect you. And then, of course, you have the flip side of, of entities that don't want you there or entities that, uh, you know, play with you and make you sick. Yes. That, that's also the other common storyline we hear that, you know, oh, na, nanuno ka. You, yes, know, you oh, need to go oh. back and ask for forgiveness. One of the interesting stories in Maximo Ramos's book was how it was interesting because, again, it was one of those few times he actually had two entities interact with one another. Mm. So what happened was a girl got sick and they said it was because of a duende. She had offended the duende and that's why she has this sudden fever and sickness. Mm. And they got help by putting food on the tree in their backyard where there was an encanto. Okay. 
So by offering the food to the Encanto, the Encanto made the duende release the curse, mm-hmm. release the sumpa from the mm-hmm. little girl. So yeah, I mean, it, it was just one of those uh, few times that such a thing was was ever mentioned in the books. And again, you know, Ma- all of the stories of Maximo Ramos were collated mm-hmm. uh, throughout the, you know, by by either himself or his students. Yes. Just, you know, record this oral history mm-hmm. of, of our folk beliefs. And then he was the one who categorized it. Um, so, I mean, a lot of it is largely influenced by, by yeah, by how we've, we've documented it. And there might be more that's just undocumented and we're, or maybe we misdocumented it. And we might be talking about the exact same entities, except again, it's perceived differently by different people. Okay, uh, we've taken up a lot of your time now, Budge. Thank you. Uh. I just have a few questions. Lang. So how, how is it working? I know <laughs> I have to bring it up. Working with Lego. Oh, um, it's great. I mean, it's uh, we get to play with the, with toys. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I work in the ad agency of Lego, the internal okay. ad agency. We get to see the toys before everyone else. We okay. get to play with them. Uh, and then we have to come up with stories uh, about the toys. Yes. Um, and for me, with a four-year-old kid, it's great because I get to see how... I mean, of course, you know, we all played with Lego as kids. But yes. There's a, it just feels so different to suddenly see my kid you know, play with it and how it sparks his imagination uh, or how he suddenly learns to, you know, following the simple instructions of a build. Yes. Uh, just seems, we never thought about it as kids, diba? Mm-hmm. So to see it now from, from a dad's point of view of how uh, these toys actually, you know, spark imagination and and yeah independence in a way you yes. know that he gets to build by himself i think it feels great i, I know you can tell us when the netflix show will come out but uh... <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah what else what else can i say about it yeah so trese will be coming out in netflix sometime this year <laughs> we don't know uh, it's great that they finally announced the cast it's one of those secrets yes. that i've been dying to yell out loud mm-hmm. to people. Yes, uh, uh, so yeah, Shay Mitchell is the voice for the US dub and uh, Liza Soberano is voicing for the Filipino dub. Mm-hmm. Um, it's great, of course, that Jay Oliva is our director and showrunner. Um, he put together a team of, you know, mostly Pinoys. I don't oh, know, like wow. 90%, 90% Pinoys, oh. the writers, his art director, and of course the voice cast and then of course uh, you know and this all happened thanks to our two producers Tanya Yuson and Shanti Harmin. Tanya read Trese back in 2009 and just saw the potential in it so yeah she's been pitching Trese to different studios since 2009 and it was only in 2018 uh, that it got picked up by by Netflix thankfully if you have to your listeners who are outside of the Philippines, it Trese is available through Ablaze. So it should be available in your local bookstore. Uh, I hope they check it out. And yes, in the Philippines, it's still uh, available through our uh, new, newish publisher, Avenida, because it's still, uh, we're still working with Nida Ramirez. 
uh, who was who you know picked up Trese way back in 2007 through Visper. Uh, so there. So thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you for taking the time. I, I really, really appreciate it. Thank you. See you guys. I will tune in and listen to your stories. And okay. I, hope to pick up, I hope to pick up stuff for the next uh, stories. See you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you again, Budge, for sharing with us the origins of Trese and where he got some of his inspirations for the stories he tells. You heard it here first. The exclusive story about the Duende Gang War. Trese fans can thank us later. If you're listening to this because you're a fan of Trese, please try out our other episodes. I'm sure you will enjoy some of our past episodes. We talk to real people with real experiences. Of course, it varies from the spirits to the elementals and sometimes to aliens. Although we haven't talked to people who are as colorful as the characters in Trese, some of them might surprise you. The Trese animated show is coming out on Netflix to our listeners, if you like the stories we all listen to, you will definitely love the Trese books. And of course, the new Netflix show. So please follow them on Facebook, buy the books, and watch the show. If you have similar stories you want to share, email us at paranormalsph at gmail.com. We'd love to hear it. Or you can also schedule a recording with us. We will keep everything anonymous. Every comment, email, and like goes a long way to motivate us in producing this show, so please do not hesitate to reach out. The Paranormal Podcast is engineered and produced by F90 Productions. Please rate and review our show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or whichever podcast platform you are using. As always, thank you for listening and stay safe.